action feeds into Pat and yes, touchdown to Greg Olsen. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Hello and welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is Brian, joined by John as always. And we have a special guest tonight, Jackson, CSR original, joining us to talk about the Panthers' offensive training camp edition. We're here to talk about quarterbacks. We're here to talk about coaches. We're here to talk about pretty much everything as far as offense goes. So how are you guys doing tonight? John, how are you? I'm great. We already practiced this. I know. We didn't have any kind of audio issues whatsoever, so this is our first take completely. <laughs> Only that. Yeah. This is, we're ready to go. <laughs> I haven't talked to you guys in so long. I know. <laughs> no. yeah, it's been, so... what, 10 years, Max? <laughs> I actually did go look, and it was, I haven't done one of these since 2019. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, does that coincide with anything? Like, when your last uh, CSR radio was? <laughs> well, it was the Jaguars game. <laughs> Look that up. Uh, let me see where it is at. Yeah. Uh, we beat the Jaguars 34-27. Oh, you're on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. October 8th of 2019. So, wow. Yeah. I think the rest of the season went to shit after that, though. So yeah, yeah we we won the London game against the Buccaneers. Yeah. Had came had a nice bye week and then proceeded to go uh, one and nine the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think I've been excited about a damn thing since then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. absolutely understandable why you would not want to like take time out of your evening to like talk about it. That was back during the uh, Kyle Allen versus Cam Newton debates as well. That was a fun time. Oh my God, we were so stupid back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't. Very, I said Roderick. that Kyle Allen was not had no measurement to Cam Newton whatsoever, and him and his tiny hands and fumbles. Yeah, but he won four games. Do you know what's yeah, funny? I'll do this. <laughs> you know what's funny, and obviously, like I think it's always. I feel like it's always unfair to do the like. Oh, first you guys said this, and then you, then now you say this when you're usually talking about two different people. Like, you know, you lump all of the different opinions from your own and to attribute them to like one group of people. But anyway, uh, remember when Cam Newton was a rookie and Andy, Andy Dalton was also a rookie and Cam Newton was like way better. And then people that were like, uh, you know, not Panthers people were like Andy Dalton's better because of the wins and Panthers fans had to like, it's all about the wins. And then fast forward and Kyle Allen wins games in spite of himself. And everybody's like, Oh yeah, now we care about that. It was a horrible time. <laughs> but we're not – no horrible times anymore, right? Because well, Frank Reich is – yeah. There's some irony that Andy Dalton is the backup now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was like uh, very funny when we signed Andy Dalton. For Just years, help. Panthers fans were saying that Cam Newton was better than Andy Dalton and Andy Dalton was the devil and blah, blah, blah. And now he's our quarterback and Cam Newton doesn't have a job. It's ironic. Wow. That is. It's ironic. That's that's football irony at its best. It yep. is. Well, and then uh, 
with 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 Bryce Young and Andy Dalton. I don't know. There's uh, there's some synergy there, right? Like 2011 when we when the Panthers drafted Cam and we had a new coaching staff with some like decently big names on the staff, um, and lots of former Chargers players. Like you know, <laughs> lots lots to be excited about with like Cam Newton and the rookie quarterback and the new coach and not the previous regime that had kind of like quit on everything and made a disaster of the organization. And now here we are 12 years later with a new coaching staff and a new quarterback and trying to clean up a mess of the previous regime who stopped doing their job and did a really, yeah, created a mess. So like the, the cycle repeats itself. Well, Can't this wait. time John, we have offensive and defensive assistance in Jim Caldwell and um, Dom Campers. Dom Capers, there we go. We have those guys now to help out with those young, promising yeah. offensive and defensive coordinators in Thomas Brown and Ajiro Evero. That's the difference, John. When Ron Rivera got hired, he didn't have like a single former head coach on his staff, right? Am I remembering that right? No, Sean McDermott was the defensive coordinator. Rob Chudzinski was the offensive coordinator. Um, I don't really think yeah, anybody Not a else. former head coach, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or oh, was there somebody at Fassel? I'm pulling up. I'm seeing if I can find it. That Giants know, but, coach. Matt Rule um, had a similar thing, though, too. And yeah, his was probably didn't. more damning because yeah. of the whole came from college thing. We made fun of Ron Rivera for years for his uh, nepotism. And then Matt yeah. Rule came in and he was nepotism 101 with everything. <laughs> I think well, we Brady, like, yeah, I was going to say Joe Brady. It was like Joe Brady and then his Baylor assistants. Yeah. Yep. Basically, uh, no, I don't see any former head coaches on Ron Rivera's first staff. I see the son of the best coach ever, or the coach of the best team ever, Mike Shula. Remember that guy? Yep. Yep. Offensive coordinator extraordinaire. Just ran. Well, he started. Round. That was started his- as a quarterbacks coach extraordinaire. Yep. You know he's in the league again. Like he's a coach still. Who's he with? The Giants at this point? No, the Bills. That's kind of hilarious. He's a senior offensive assistant. The Bills, the Bills are just exist at this point to like kind of torture the Panthers because like they have a bunch of people that were here. Oh, it's that, Panthers North. Yeah, yeah, and then like the staff too. Like Sean McDermott's been like one of the better head coaches in the league after you know he was a defensive coordinator here, and then Brandon Bean, uh, under the tutelage of Dave Gettleman, has now gone on to be like a very good. Uh, general manager for them and stuff like that, and then we're over here like mm, maybe we'll maybe we'll get some guys as good as those guys one day. Wouldn't it be nice get guys <laughs> yeah. like that in the building? The Bills just make me sad every time I see their coaching staff. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who their quarterbacks coach is? Yeah, it's um, well, um... Brown's quarterback. I know that much. Um, no, nope, he's their offensive coordinator now. Ken Dorsey. Oh, Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. He's yeah. offensive coordinator. So you know who the new quarterbacks coach is? No. Joe Brady. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. Now. <laughs> it's so yeah. mean. It's it's not. And you know who their backup to uh, to Josh Allen is? Um. Oh God, I do know that. Kyle um, Allen. Kyle. I thought he was still with Washington. Hilarious. And, and Matt uh, Barkley. Wow. God. It's just the Panthers. They're it just is. like the better Panthers. Yeah. The better Panthers. It's terrible. 
Well, uh, that's the past. This like is this the coaching team. staff. I really do like this coaching staff. And one one thing I wanted to bring up is I didn't know that D'Angelo Hall was on the staff. And I would have loved to have been there when Steve Smith and D'Angelo Hall got together um, at the Panthers thing. You know, those two battled each other back in the day. And I remember Smith getting Hall thrown out of the game for getting his second uh, flagrant. Um, in a game against the Falcons. Those two, they were just battlers back in the day. That had yeah. to be funny. It is. I know. I, you know, Steve Smith had to say something to him. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what it was, but he, there's, <laughs> there, there was something like less. Words were exchanged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, um, is yeah. Like an all-star, it is an all-star staff, like. Well, it seems like it, right? We have like the young coordinators, which everybody always likes, the young, bright minds in Evro and uh, Thomas Brown. But then there's experience, like you said, Brian. And then, like, uh, I don't know, a lot of recognizable names, right? Like Josh McCallum, the quarterback's coach, Deuce Staley, the running back's coach, D'Angelo Hall, like you said, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris, and then like the, the good coaches we had, the two good coaches we had in James Campen and Chris Tabor, like, yeah. It's it it looks really good on paper. Keeping oh, Tabor was see. huge. Yep, keeping Tabor was huge. They were getting recognition across the league. Like yeah, I was having people that don't give a shit about the Panthers hitting me up on my social media being like, Wow, their coaching staff is really good. Like it's it's one of those where objectively speaking, just on paper, it's very, very good. Like David Tepper clearly went one hundred percent over correction route, which might have been fine, <laughs> but it basically was like I am making sure this coach finds qualified candidates at all spots. And I will open my wallet as much as I can to make that happen. I I will say I appreciate right going uh, against the grain from past Panthers coaches and not just hiring all of his old assistants. Mm -hmm. Like, did you like, like, like when Ron Rivera, like Ron Rivera, we talked, I just made the joke about all the chargers and stuff. Uh, like, do you remember when he first went to Washington? Like, what his first coaching staff looked like? It was basically all Panthers coaches. It was like yeah. it was like the same staff that he just got fired with, like the season before. Like, I think uh, North like, Turner's son. Yeah, he was just, the coordinator. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the only difference was instead of North Turner, he like hired his son instead, and then he had Jack Del Rio as his defensive coordinator, and then like every position coach was the same as here. And Frank Reich was in a similar situation where he got fired from the Colts last year. And he was like, I'll bring uh, Parks with me, the passing game coordinator. And pretty much everyone else is new, I think. Yeah, pretty much. He has some of uh, he has some of those Eagles ra- uh, roots with guys like Deuce Staley. Yeah. But overall, not like just bringing over, you know, your your buddies and pals. So, yeah, I don't feel like interviewing anybody, so I'll just call up my role decks of the guys that already coached for me. The guys I have business cards for, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a good style. I talked I talked about it in the in the little review of the blueprint thing, like the they did a really good job of hyping up the staff and like showing like what you said like the people outside the organization being like, "Dang, this staff is crazy." Um and they seem like they know what they're doing and should be a good match for Bryce Young, which is what I think you're about to say. Yeah, I was going to say the biggest move of the offseason by any metric was getting Bryce Young the shocking trade to get D- to send DJ Moore along with a bunch of high picks that 
part of which came from the Christian McCaffrey trade overall. They, after 12 years, they finally have a new young franchise quarterback instead of just rentals. And unfortunately people like Cam who are on the tail end of their career. So, but overall Bryce seems like he's as advertised. I don't know about what you guys think, but overall, I mean, the report's coming out, and granted, we have to take them sort of with a grain of salt because it's coming from the organization. They're never going to throw a guy under the bus, but Bryce Young seems to be as advertised as far as the mental aspect of his game. Jackson, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, uh, I watched a lot of film beforehand, and I was impressed with his footwork, his anticipation, his accuracy, probably the most. Um, but I do find it surprising now that after all the OTAs, that they're so raving about his mental aspect um, and you know, the fact that he's finding errors in plays, you know, typos, and he, um, you know, it, they've already made him the starter. You know, he commands the pocket, so um, the, the the team feels it. That stuff's important. Um, you don't hear that a lot from rookie quarterbacks right out of the gate usually. I would love to see the uh, the official like Panthers.com article. Like, this is why Bryce Young is this is why Bryce Young sucks. This is why he's been so bad. Um, <laughs> I, I do like, I think there's like a little bit of a risk in like maybe setting the bar too high because everything's been so like over the top positive out of OTAs and out of, well, yeah, out of OTAs is like, it's because it's like, like what you were talking about, Jackson, like it's beyond just, uh, you know, yep, he's he's right on schedule. He's picking things up just fine. You know, we like where we're seeing from him. We like the direction he's going. It's all this stuff that's like, man, we thought he was like by far the best quarterback prospect, and he's better than we thought he was. Like, oh, this is out of control. Um, so I I feel like people are gonna expect Bryce Young to come in and be like a Pro Bowl quarterback right away, and then when he's not, people yeah. are gonna be like, I we've been sold a bill of goods. He's actually not that good. Um, so, you know, he's still a rookie quarterback. That's going to have like a few good games and uh, some very bad ones. And like, that's going to happen no matter how good he looks in camp and how good he's going to be long-term. But I am excited about all the good stuff that's coming out of training camp. Don't get me wrong. I think the thing that really impressed me most was Josh McCown's, uh, recounts of what's going on with Bryce Young because Josh McCown has been around the league and a backup quarterback for, you know, 25 goddamn teams at this point in his career. And so he knows, he he knows what it takes to be successful, especially in this kind of iteration of the NFL. So when I hear him talk about how much he likes Bryce Young, I believe it where, you know, with coaches like Frank Reich, who hasn't been a quarterback in 30 years in the NFL, Um, Thomas Brown, who never was, for example, like when I hear Josh McCown, who was a highly touted candidate for the Texans, who they actually were trying to groom him into being their head coach. When I hear his evaluations of Bryce Young, I do believe it. So I'm excited to see him play week one. Um, Overall, it's going to be it's it might not be the best rookie season for him, but I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of those flashes of things where we're like, okay. We understand now why the team basically like unanimously decided that he was the guy. What was it, Josh McCown though, that said C.J. Stroud, C. in Spartanburg? <laughs> he might have said that. I, I didn't. <laughs> I watched both of their uh, 
their evaluations, and he raved about both of them. So yeah, this was before he was the Panthers quarterback right. coach, in the way. But yeah, <laughs> it'll be hilarious when C.J. Stroud blows Bryce Young out of the water, and we're all just sad again for the next six years. <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of it's kind of expected at this point. Like, I I don't know. As a fan of of Carolina sports, of Charlotte sports, like. It just it just doesn't like seem like a real thing to me that like a player that we draft could actually be good, and then the team could actually be like good, sustainably good. Yeah, Cam Newton was the best that we ever had, and we never made anything work with it. So nope, never, still haven't won back to back winning seasons. Nope. But Bryce Young is going to change that. Let's let's be optimistic, especially <laughs> because of the wide receivers going to be throwing to because this is like an elite group, right? Frank it's Reich deep. is going to change it. Frank Reich's going to be the guy. He's going to squeeze in. <laughs> he does. He does. He does uh, sound the part and look the part, like in terms of how he talks about things. Um, yeah. Frank Reich does. Uh, as for the wide receivers, it's it's deep. It's 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 like six players that are all like the same caliber of player, and like no one that's really good, and no one that's really bad. Yeah, not top heavy at all, but you know. You got a wide receiver who could be a wide receiver three on like most NFL teams. You got like six of those. So you have like no wide receiver ones and like six wide receiver two and a halves. Yeah. Like Terrace Marshall and uh, Jonathan Mingo, you know, could develop into wide receiver twos. But at this point, every wide receiver on the team is what I would call a wide receiver three. <laughs> it's yeah. almost worse than the. The I 2016 think, iteration of, or the 2014 iteration of the Panthers. Thielen <laughs> and Shark are closer to probably at this point, right? Like, yeah, Thielen's uh, not like he's not what he used to be, but he's he's decent, and Shark is like a deep threat. Um, so there's like there, and it, and if nothing else, like they did do a good job of the Panthers did a good job of having all this. These kind of like without having a top end talent, they did a good job of ha- of getting wide receivers that like have complementary skill sets. Like it's not just like six of the same guy. Like they have some possession receivers, and uh, like they have feeling like the possession receiver, and then uh, Mingo, I guess maybe that's kind of the mold he fits in. And then you have like Marshall and uh, Shark as the deep threats, and then Chenault and Smith, kind of like your quicker, quick twitchy guys. Like there's. You know, it's it's ver- it's a versatile group, if if not, you know, star studded. Before I pass it on to Jackson, I will say just there is, and this is my highly optimistic. Which, as you know, John, I'm never highly optimistic. But <laughs> no, this is my highly optimistic take with Adam Thielen. If he could develop the kind of chemistry that Tom Brady had with uh, Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. that could be a nice pairing. Just because. Thielen still has the skill set to run those kind of option routes. So that's really right. more about developing that, that chemistry. So that could turn out to be a really good pairing. And that's what they seem like they're trying to do, but that's going to all depend on Bryce Young's development. But Jackson, why don't you uh, tell us your thoughts? Well, about the um, Adam Thielen, I think he's going to be our number one. He's going to go for at least 90 catches, 1100 yards. Ooh, ooh. Um, I do. I, you know, that would got, be a really good signing if he does that. Yeah, we got seventeen games now, so it's not so hard. I guess it's not outside the realm of possibility for that to happen. Right. Uh, Terrence Marshall, I think, will be the number two, followed by Chark. Um, 
you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Jonathan Mingo pick, but I see how he fits in, you know, I like, I would have taken Jalen Hyatt myself, but, you know, we already got DJ Chark and, but again, you shouldn't draft for need. You should draft for talent. And uh, I just couldn't see where Mingo was really getting a lot of separation. He's a great athlete though. He's got good hands. He's a good runner with the ball. So, you know, it's they, they keep talking about this type of offense and how it's going to play to Bryce Young's game and, and the players they have. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, but I think this group is being underrated as a whole. Um, I think they got good hands, and if they can get separation, I think they got a quarterback to get the ball to them. Yeah, I think right. I think yeah, I think they'll be. I think it's a good enough group, right? Like you probably at at some point you probably you'll need to add like a, a, a attention attention getter, like someone that that bends defenses and stuff. But for like a a foundational group that gives Bryce Young a lot of options in a lot of different parts of the field, uh, it's a very good start. And also shout out to uh uh. Demir Bird for sneaking back onto the roster. Maybe he'll be the seventh wide receiver and like kickoff returner or something. Just That's what it seems like his role is going to be. If he makes the team, I hope he does. Be a fun little little story. Uh, he and his former teammate will be battling it out. I think uh, Shai Smith um, and Bird. Yeah, <laughs> there can only be one. Together, but no, they but, the team. yeah, but there they, there can only be one South Carolina wide receiver on the roster. <laughs> Yes, it's a rule. Yeah, I'd prefer it to be Demir Bird because Shai we actually have lost these two we games. Have last year. Three on the roster right now, so and there can only be one. There can only be one. Josh Van, undrafted free agent. So three oh. South Carolina wide receivers would be hilarious yeah. if Josh Van managed to beat them both out somehow. <laughs> South Carolina a wide receiver, you apparently. Um, yeah. At least as far as the Panthers are concerned, or really just anything, because we have. There's six former Cox on the roster right now. Former Cox. Um, <laughs> we also got the NC State people as well between Eka uh, McQuanu and uh, Chandler Zavala. So yeah, but that's two. We have six South Carolina players. Wow. Well, you know, mind the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. So. The, the the college the collegiate juggernaut, juggernaut South Carolina that always wins lots of games with all that NFL talent with with tons of with uh, head coaches that are you know yearned yeah. for yes exactly yeah coaches that fans like Brad definitely don't hate so <laughs> yeah 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 um but also to the wide receivers uh, I think there's a good um. Hayden Hurst might be a sneaky good pickup to kind of complement that group too. Yeah, tight end is going to be interesting this year because they got obviously they got Hayden Hurst who will be a little more of the wide or the uh, receiving type tight end. Um, supposedly, Tommy Tremble is getting more receiving coaching than he ever got with the Matt Rule era. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> throw that shot out there. Um, and Tommy Tre- or not Tommy Trouble. Uh, Ian Thomas took a pay cut to stay with the Panthers and he was a pretty good blocking tight end. So while I am very skeptical and don't think this tight end group is going to improve that much, I hope to be wrong. And Jackson, maybe you can overrule me on that, but overall I'm I'm not very mum on this group. Yeah. I, I mean Hayden Hurst is an improvement. 
no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, beyond that, honestly, I thought Tommy Tremble came out to be a little better than expected, even though he hasn't done much. Um, I, he, he looks like he has so much potential. I just, I don't really understand it. Maybe tight end. Well, tight end just wasn't emphasizing that last offense very much. Um, of course, maybe you blame the players for that. It's funny with Tommy Tremble because he has like so many of his like touchdown receptions. They're all like, holy shit type like receptions where it wasn't just him being like wide open five yards from the line of scrimmage. Most of his have been like 25 yards deep. He catches it and you're like, where did this come from? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, I don't really have a finger on the on the tight end group. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst, he looked great in college. Uh, looked pretty good with the Ravens. I mean, at times he looked like he could be a Mark Andrews, but um, and then and then he does it. So, hey, he's got a new opportunity here in Carolina, and we certainly have been missing production from the tight end. People I'd be forget that the... Oh, go ahead. Uh, people forget that the Ravens drafted Hayden Hurst instead of Lamar Jackson the first time. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't point out as well that the mock drafts had the Panthers taking him instead of Brian Burns. Wow. Yeah. And now yeah. we have both. So who's laughing now? Exactly. <laughs> right. Best goddamn coaching staff in the league. <laughs> yeah. Brian Burns is always one to get excited about. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen the NFL networks doing like a 30 minute blurb on all the teams and it's called like a 2022 something, but it's not just a recap. It's also off season and the look forward, but they have a really good segment with Brian Burns in there and you know, they focus on him and he's just such an amazing athlete and so intense. I, I we just have we're just scratching the surface. I think he's gonna be even better this year. I think so too, especially with the three four defense and all that stuff. Yeah, that's you gonna know, be interesting. Yep. When he doesn't have to set the the edge as a four three defensive end who has to do both of those things, yeah, I could totally see him being better. Yeah. <laughs> Brian uh, Brian Burns. But anyway. Yeah, this defense. I brought up defense. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's oh, okay. Yeah. This, this, this is we're not we're not playing. We we play it fast and loose here. Um, <laughs> I, I know Brian because we only have like ten ish minutes left. Uh, before we got to go. But uh, I know you you need to to chastise me about being super correct about things. We can do that real quick, and then we'll talk on the offensive line. But <clears throat> yeah, John has been <laughs> railing on running backs for the last several years of our podcast, and. Uh, now all of a sudden running backs aren't getting paid. So John, how happy are you that these people can't support their friends their friends and families with their salaries? Not 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 that part. That's part's bad. Um but uh I do revel in being like well, I don't want to say like being being right, but like uh the league you is do kind revel of in being right. Don't fucking bullshit me. <laughs> it's Maybe. the Nostradamus of running back contracts. <laughs> it's not really, but it's not really like it, it's 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 not yeah, I know it was entirely because of me. They read the thing that I wrote like six years ago that you continue to bring up. Um, that was that was what shifted the paradigm. It wasn't just like all of Twitter and like all of the the young nerdy head coaches. That's because of analytics, Sean, and you brought up analytics. So how is it not your fault? I hate the word analytics. By the way, I think we've talked about that on here before. But like, <laughs> analytics is just like 
a catch-all term for like any decision based on like that is like influenced by percentages or numbers and it's like people don't even know what that word means they're just like spreadsheet i i that i i would not have gone for it there that definitely was an analytics decision because this is not the same thing that i would have done with my gut um but anyway yeah i i hate it for the running backs because like they're the most they play the most grueling position in like all of major american professional sports and they have the shortest careers and now they can't even get like one good contract anymore apparently um, Miles Sanders with his like relatively very like well his pretty mild salary like he got he's getting six and a half million per year for four years is the biggest running back contract in, in all of free agency this year and it's other than David Montgomery who signed for three for eighteen it's really not even close like everybody else that signed was like one or two years for like four million or five million dollars a year at most come to Carolina you get paid for running backs that's what we do that's our history. I mean, yeah, that's that's it. We have we have a tradition to uphold of paying more money for running backs than anyone else is willing to. Not going to win a we, Super Bowl, but you'll get to like set, maybe the NFC Championship. We will set the market. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, which apparently we set way too low this year, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know we signed Miles Sanders pretty quick, didn't we? We signed yeah. him very quickly. And yeah. then every the rest of the league's like, yeah, we're not doing that. Don't you guys are fine with that. And I wonder yeah. if Fitter was like, ah, we probably could have backed down a little bit. Um, we could right. have Miles Dalvin Cook. We, we could have Dalvin Cook for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about, yeah. Uh, signed Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, <laughs> who else was there? Fournette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Leonard like, Fournette, Kareem Hunt. Just sign Kareem them all. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just yeah. like all of the like seventh through 10th round of the fantasy, of like everybody's fantasy draft this year will just all be on the Panthers. <laughs> You want to shit on the Panthers for not having wide receivers? Well, guess what? We'll have six running backs. Fuck you. Wish, wishbone. We'll throw to him 15 times a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, all those guys are good receivers. Yeah. Like, like, it, it's, it's, it's not a bad, you know, not bad. You're worried about Bryce Young getting hit? Just give him four goddamn running backs on the field at once, and nobody's going to know who to hit. Yeah, well, imagine the pass protection if we keep four running backs in for pass protection along with the five offensive linemen. Yeah, there won't be I mean, anybody. There, be, there be one, maybe one wide receiver running a route, but like you'll have all the time in the world to get open. <laughs> do you do you we, agree? Do you think that Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, and Raheem Blackshear are uh, good enough as a running back rotation? I'll let you answer uh, that. Let me take that one. All right. Um, it, it could be better. That's for sure. <laughs> I, you know, out of that group, if we could pick one, that would be a pretty good cheap would be Fournette. Of course, he'd only last about eight games, but, you know, but I, you know, I think we do need a bigger back in there. Um, I, I'm going to say Miles Sanders was hurt early in his career, right? I mean, like his first or second season, didn't he uh, blow out his knee and he's come back. He's fine. He's healthy now, but, He's not a bigger back. Um, to me, it reminds me a lot. He's actually a little shorter than Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, a little bit, you know, smaller. Uh, so, yeah, I was surprised that they – I mean, it seemed like a decent contract at the time, but it certainly didn't seem like the market setter that it ended up being. Um, but, you know, we should have listened to John. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad and nickel. <laughs> but I think I think they'll be fine because like counterpoint running backs don't matter, right? Right, Brian. 
So for this current iteration of the Panthers, I would agree because last year they showed us once Christian McCaffrey went away that Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear were all very good. I mean, they put up the best franchise uh, record of rushing in in a game against the Detroit Lions. You know, a game that a, a, a feat I would never would have expected with that stable of running backs. So, well, I think the thing with that and with kind of, I think where you're getting at with the iteration, this iteration of the Panthers is like the running back isn't super important because for once, like, you know, breaking one of the traditions we are breaking, like, well, while we continue to overpay running backs, we are breaking the tradition of just never having a good offensive line. Yeah. The one thing we can give Matt Rule credit for for last year is they did put a lot, a substantial investment into the offensive line over the last couple of years between obviously Aquanu, Brady Christensen, Austin Corbett, Bradley Bozeman. They already had Taylor Moten. And then this year with Scott Fitterer, they had Chandler Zavala. They brought back um, shit. Bradley Bozeman. Um, no, they're the left tackle. I'm trying to think of his name. Cam Irving. Um, there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, they brought yeah. Cam Irving as well. Yeah. So, so they, they've continued this investment in the offensive line, which is how you can be successful in this league. I mean, the Eagles have been doing it for the last few years where they just continue to build that trench for them. So suddenly the Panthers have a great offensive line and they don't necessarily need an elite running back or – elite wide receivers to move the move the ball but i guess we'll see what happens there i i do I, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of like as uh zavala and corbett are starting on the pup i don't yeah. know off the top of my head what their long-term prognosis is do you guys Corbett probably won't be available for week one so zavala would likely be the starting right guard unless for some reason they want to flip brady christensen over there and have zavala play left guard with Iquani, which I wouldn't be opposed to because they have that chemistry, but yeah, right. Christensen will be around, but those two, not sure. So yeah, I guess something to that's I guess a storyline to watch. You know, throughout camp is just kind of like when they, you know, kind of what's what their status, their health is as the as camp mm-hmm. goes on, and if they are able to make it back and get some reps before like in the preseason before the season starts. Otherwise, you know, we'll get some Michael Jordan, maybe everybody's oh, favorite. God, I hope not. not, not because I hate Michael Jordan, but because <laughs> Panthers fans hate that guy. So goddamn I, I much. for, for his sake, just like for the health, like his mental health and those of, it just doesn't make sense to me. Cause he's a depth offensive lineman, but they hate him so goddamn much. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It was like that with a Trey Scott. I just yeah. don't get it. It's like, it's not his fault that the team signed a new contract. Right. Like the, the current, know. the current starting five could be one of the best lines we've had since Jordan Gross retired. Oh, I think so. Too. Oh yeah. Sure. Once they especially get in here. Yeah. Especially uh-huh. with your bet. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, uh, Iquanu, another season under his belt. He really started to come on last season. Um, I like Bozeman at center better than uh, dude we had starting at the beginning of last year. Not um, Elfline. Yeah, Elfline. Yeah, he, he just played better, and uh, I think they've realized that finally. <laughs> well, he added that like 
running edge to the offensive line, which I thought, I think when you're an, a running centric team, you need your center to be that way. And that's exactly what he was. He was just the, the pulverizing center as far as uh, running the ball. And that just kind of like set the tone for everybody else around him. Yeah, and, and his wife is so cool on Twitter. <laughs> Bradley Bozeman, she's all over the place. She's cool. That's always a always a benefit. It, it's it's a it's a good lesson. And like, it, it, no matter how if if you're not going to be, and Bozeman's really good, but like, you know, if you ever are questioning if you're good enough at your job, just be really likable, and people will keep you around. That's right. Great life lesson, John. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's a good, it's a yeah, good life yeah, lesson to free of charge. Yeah. <laughs> send you out on the send you send you guys out with. Keep that in mind until next time. Yeah. That's John's all I got. Where I'm at. That's how I've made it this far. <laughs> but overall, just. Yeah, offensive line is definitely the strength of the offense at this point, which is a hilarious thing to say, considering, you know, like two, three years ago, we were sitting here lamenting the offensive line. I mean, I know Walker was close to shooting himself in the face overall a few times <laughs> over the fact that our left tackle was terrible and our offensive line was awful. So they accomplished their goal, and I'll give that to Scott Fitterer, not to Matt Rule, even though Matt Rule was there. Um that's the best thing they could have done to get ready for Bryce Young to be their quarterback because, you know, he's tiny. So, yeah. Overall, so, the, offense, the offense looks good, even though they don't have the elite weapons that you'd want, but that could develop. The offensive line has been the key for almost every Super Bowl winning team in the last decade. So, and the Panthers yeah. have that. It's a good, it's a good foundation, I think. And like, I think there'll be interesting things to watch, like, who kind of like if anybody separates themselves out of that wide receiver group, um, I think it's probably my the biggest thing for me. And then, yeah, but other than that, like it's a good foundation, right? Like there's lots of complimentary wide receiver pieces. There's lots of complimentary skill position guys. And then the offensive line is really good. So, you know, it's 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 uh, given the resources available, it's about as good of a setup as a rookie could have. for Bryce yep. Agreed. Agreed. I think the offense is in a good place, at least long term. Maybe not this year, but long term, they should be in a good spot, especially uh, as they add weapons for Bryce Young going forward. So anything else you'd like to add, Jackson? No, I think that that covers it. I, you know, I think my biggest disappointment was letting Donta Freeman, Foreman walk. Um. You know, but pretty much everything else I'm excited about, and I think they've made some good moves. Um, you know, that I think the offense is going to be better than expected, and, uh, you know, that running game isn't going to dip. I think they'll be fine, and as long, you know, all this depends on people staying healthy, of course, but, um, you know, we still have some good depth. So I feel yep. good about the offense. Um, I feel good about our chances in the NFC South. Uh, it's going to be a down year for the division, I think. Just perfect. <laughs> well, glad to have you on, Jax. All right, as I always, appreciate it. As always, thanks for stay, for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you here in a few weeks about the uh, defense.